Amen. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray before we share the word of God together this day. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you even for this opportunity once again to share your word. We thank you, my Father, for the power that is in your word. That's why we embrace your word every time. For Father, you said men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. We receive from your throne, even this day, the good news of great joy unto all the people. Father, minister to us in such a special way. Spirit of the living God, continue to reveal the truth to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me start by saying happy Father's Day. As it's uh, Sunday, the 21st of June, it's a happy Father's Day for most of us. We know that as happy Father's Day. So therefore, I know that we need to celebrate our fathers. We need to bless them. We need to speak good about our fathers. But before I do that, I also need to just address shortly the problem that we have with uh, men who are not behaving as good fathers, men who abuse their wives and their children, we know about the gender-based violence and all the things that are happening in our country and that all is attributed to men. So I just want to say that is not right about men and that part needs to be addressed. And we also need to celebrate with those men who are real men, those fathers who are good fathers, godly fathers who take care of their families and who represent God here on the earth. But some of you are concerned about what's happening. All of us, we are concerned. Indeed, the gruesome murder that's taking place, innocent children, innocent uh, women. And I just want us to go through and look at the word of God. What does God say about this? Because some of you feel, does God say anything? Actually, this thing of evil on earth, it's not the first time that evil is out of proportion at this time. There was a time next to the beginning, during the time of Noah, some of you still remember. I want you to take you to the book of Genesis. Let's go together to the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 5 and 6 in the Amplified. Genesis 6, 5 and 6, it reads, The Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every imagination and intention of all human thinking was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved at heart. You can see that God gets grieved. He gets grieved. He doesn't like bad things happening. So it says he was grieved at heart. But in this case, ultimately what happened is that God decided to destroy the world of that time and only save Noah and his family. So it means God indeed doesn't like it when evil is perpetuated in the land. But then after, during that time when Noah was found as the righteous person, to me it gives me an encouragement that even in the midst of all evil people, there are still good people. Even in the days we're living in, there's a lot about evil men that are doing wrong things on the earth. But they are also good people, righteous people. Look at this. Go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 7 verse 1. Then you will see 
that even during those times, even though the whole world was evil, still God could find Russia's people among them, and he would always want to spare the Russians. Look at this. Genesis 7 verse 1 in the Good News, it says, The Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with your whole family. I have found that you are the only one in all the world who does what is right. You get that? So in other words, he looked throughout the world and he saw that the imagination of man was always evil continually. Because sometimes I look at those innocent little babies that are being abused. And you wonder, why on earth would people do things like that? So during those times of Noah, there were many things, many evil things that were happening. So for those evil that were happening at that time, then God decided to destroy the world of that time and only spared Noah and his family. Okay? So when he did that, that's why I'm saying that there's still good people. So he looked and saw that there were some good people. So I'm pleading with all the good people of our days to stand up for what is right. And we continue to do good and we continue to be an example to many other people to many other men in our country, that things must change. But if you look at what God did at that time when he destroyed the worlds of the day, after that, when Noah got out of the ark, when the waters had subsided, God actually decided, I will no longer destroy the world because of the evilness of man. Because some of you maybe are concerned that why doesn't God just wipe out everything? No. He decided, look at this. In the book of Genesis chapter 8 verse 20 and 21 in the TLB, the Living Translation, it says, Then Noah built an altar and sacrificed on it some of the animals and birds God had designated for that purpose. And Jehovah was pleased with the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never do it again. I will never again curse the earth, destroying all living thing, things. Even though man's bent is always toward evil from his earliest youth, and even though he does such wicked things. So you can see here, God says, I've decided I will no longer destroy the whole earth, the whole world, just because men are evil. He's actually now, he has appointed a time, the day of judgment that is coming, where everything will be subjected to that judgment that is coming. It means within that, we know that things are happening now and we don't want to, the things that are happening. But God is pleading. He's waiting for all of us to come to repentance. And we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And we become good men, responsible people, responsible men. But sometimes you find that people do things the way they do them, not because they want to do them. There are some people who are doing that because they are in bondage. Sin binds the people. And when people are in bondage, sometimes they don't know. They find themselves doing things they don't want to do. You remember I shared with you about John 8, 32 to 36 last week, talking about when Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And then the Jews of that time were saying, we are free. What do you mean? We will be free indeed. And he said, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. So you can see that when people do all these evil things, it's because they are bound. They are enslaved. So it means those of us who know God, we need to pray for them and set them free. 
so that they can get out of such things. Because sometimes you even ask those people, you say, why did you do the things that you've done? They also don't understand why they would do the things that they are doing. Okay? They also don't understand. There are, of course, some who are doing it intentionally, and those, indeed, we should keep on condemning them to the uttermost degree. But there are others whom we condemn their actions, but we don't necessarily condemn them. Because Jesus still loves them and he wants the change of heart in them. Because look at this, in the book of Romans chapter 7, verse 15 to 25, just to show you that sometimes people do things because they are in bondage. Okay? Look at this. John, Romans 7, 15 to 25, NIV, it says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be unto God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. You can see here, Paul is painting a picture. Of somebody who says, the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing them. I also don't understand myself. Because the good things I want to do, I just don't do them. Meaning that sometimes as people, we cannot manage ourselves. We really need God. Because some of you, you are influenced. You are so much influenced. You are bound by the evil forces. You have subjected yourselves to the devil. And he controls everything you do. Because you don't even understand what you're doing. And when people ask you, why did you do that? You say, I also don't understand. But there are also some people who are abusing children or women because also of how they were brought up. That's not an excuse. But your upbringing, because sometimes some children don't even have godly examples, godly fathers. So if your fathers, your Man, you are keeping on doing the wrong things. You are also painting a bad picture for the generations to come. Because we need to teach our children in godly ways. So today I want us to focus as we are going to celebrate men. We celebrate fathers who are godly fathers. Fathers who lead by example. Indeed, we have condemned the actions of those men that are brutally doing all the wrong things. Let's put them aside. And let's focus on fathers who lead by example. Fathers who are godly. Fathers who can teach their children the right ways. So that we break that vicious cycle of violence. 
Because now we will raise up godly children. Look at this in the book of Genesis, chapter 18, verse 19, in the King James Version. We're going to look at Father Abraham. And I have entitled my subject today as we celebrate with man, Blessed along with Father Abraham. Let's see what good fathers do. Genesis 18, 19, King James Version. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that I may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. So you can see here, God says, I know Abraham. I know him. I know that he will teach his children and his household to follow my ways. He will teach them to do justice. Okay? To do justice and to do the right thing. So it means we need to teach our children and inculcate the culture of godliness. But we cannot teach our children godliness if we ourselves as fathers, we are not godly. That's why it's a challenge to all of us as fathers to make sure that we have a relationship with God so that then we can teach our children, we can teach our household into the ways of the Lord. But then when I want to talk about blessed along with Father Abraham, it means even for those of you that are not fathers, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the promises of God are part of what you need to inherit here on the earth. Because Abraham set an example for us. He is our father in faith. But we know that we can be blessed because of being in Christ. But we are also blessed along with the blessed father Abraham, our father in faith. Go with me to the book of Galatians chapter 3, 7 to 9 in the NIV. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. You see, those of us who believe, we are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So it means if we need to walk in the blessing of God, we need to walk in faith. We need to be children of God whose lives are directed by God. You wonder, have you ever noticed, even in our churches, where are men? We find a lot of children, a lot of youth, a lot of women, but where are the men? So how are men going to teach their families if they themselves are not subjecting themselves to God? So, but if we accept Jesus and we walk in the ways of the Lord, then we are blessed with Father Abraham. I want to go with you to the book of Galatians 3, 26 to 29 NIV. It says, So in Christ, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentiles, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You see, if we belong to Christ, we are Abraham's seed. So we are blessed along with the blessed Abraham. So when he said in Galatians that in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed and they will bless themselves through you. 
Let's go back to where that is clearly stated. Genesis chapter 12, 1 to 3 in the Amplified. I want us to take this slowly so that you can understand that indeed we are blessed along with the blessed father Abraham. So even all of us, not only fathers, we can be blessed. We can walk in the blessing of the Lord. Yes, we can. Look at this. Genesis 12, 1 to 3 Amplified. Now, in Haran, the Lord said to Abraham, Go for yourselves, for your own advantage, from your own country, from your relatives and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I just want to take this bit step by step. So verse 1 says, Go for yourself, for your own advantage, to the country that I will show you. So whenever God wants us to do something, whenever God asks us to do something, it is for our advantage. Some of you don't understand. There are times when God would say, give, and it shall be given to you. It's not because God has a need, but it's you who has a need, and God wants to bless you. So therefore, whatever he tells us to do, it is for our advantage. He says, go for your own selves, for your own advantage, to the land that I will show you. And verse 2. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors, and make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. Okay? So looking at this verse 2, he says, I will bless you and make you distinguished and famous, and after I have blessed you, you will be a blessing. Some of you, you think that God's blessings are upon you just to parade yourself and to look better than others. No. God blesses us to be a blessing. He blesses us to be a blessing to other people. He also blesses us to be a blessing even to his kingdom. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 says, But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth so that he may establish his covenant, which he saw unto your fathers as it is this day. So when God blesses us, he wants us to be a blessing. He says, I'll bless you, and I'll make you great, but you will be a blessing. So we should be the conduit of the Lord's blessing to the lives of many, and we'll be a blessing to many people, and we'll be like Father Abraham. So we say, I am blessed, but I'm also a blessing. I am blessed, but I'm also a blessing. Okay? Continue. Verse 3. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you, and curse him who curses or uses insolent language toward you. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed, and they will bless themselves. I want you to look at this. God says, I will bless you. But I will also bless those who bless you. Speaking to Abraham. So do you see that sometimes God blesses you because of the people that you are associated with. The people that you bless. And then he says, if you bless Abraham, I will also bless those that blesses Abraham. But what about those that fight with Abraham? And those that come against Abraham and use this abusive language to Abraham. He says, I will also fight with them. I will also curse them. So therefore, we should be very careful not to speak bad about 
the anointed ones of God, about those that are connected with God. Because God says, if you curse them, I'll curse you. But he says, if you bless them, if you bless Abraham, I will also bless you. So I call this blessing by association. Okay? So it means you need to, 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 to be careful. Who do you associate yourself with? What anointing do you subject yourself to? Because the blessing or the curse that's upon that person will flow on you if you associate yourself with that person. Okay? So it means when he says, I will bless those that bless you and curse those who curse you. It therefore means, like I said, blessing by association. But some of you, you don't understand blessing by association. You probably understand curses by association. Do you know that there are some people who have died today, not because they were supposed to die because they've done something evil, but because they were in the wrong company. So the people who were looking for some people to kill, and those people were found among the people who were being hunted, and because of a mistaken identity of, or because of just being in a wrong crowd, then they ended up getting into trouble. Some of them getting killed innocently, but because they were in the wrong crowd. That's what we call a curse by association. So similarly, you can be blessed by association. You remember when Joseph was taken to slavery, he was taken to Egypt, and then he came to Potiphar's house. The, the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. And when he came to Potiphar's house, the Lord blessed Potiphar, or the Lord blessed the Egyptian for Joseph's sake. So because the blessing was coming looking for Joseph, and Potiphar was there nearby, Potiphar ended up also getting blessed because he was associated with Joseph. So that's why I'm saying you can be blessed because you are associated with people who are blessed. Because if Potiphar thought that the blessing was because of him, I guess he would have seen something different after Joseph was now taken away from him and went to prison. That blessing would no longer be there. The blessing followed Joseph. Because even when Joseph was in prison, the Bible says the Lord was with him. He became the keeper of prison. So it means if you are blessed, no one can keep you down. So you cannot keep a blessed man down. So when we are blessed with a blessed Abraham, Father Abraham, we need to enjoy these blessings and walk in the fullness of the Lord's blessing and say, I am blessed. Blessings follow me. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. I do not chase after riches. I do not chase after things. Indeed, I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to me. Okay? God blesses me because I love him. I walk in his ways. I obey him. So as we celebrate Father's Day this day, let's celebrate with those fathers who are taking their responsibility, those godly fathers who are making our world to be a good place to be in, who make our children to feel well, to, 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 to keep on enjoying life and to feel being valued, who make our mothers, our, our women, to feel being valued and appreciated. Because that's what fathers should be there for, to care, to support, and to protect. Okay? That's what we should do as fathers. So today, as we celebrate Father's Day, let's remember we can be blessed along with the blessed Father Abraham. Stay blessed in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to pray right now. As I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray for two things. I'm going to pray 
indeed against this violence that's coming against, that's uh, being scathed on our children and innocent women. But I also want to celebrate with those fathers that are good fathers, godly fathers. Fathers who love God. Fathers who lead by example. Fathers who say, as for me and my family, we shall serve the Lord like Joshua. Okay? So let's keep on doing good. And we need more fathers like those. We are praying for more fathers to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you and bless you. Even this day as we celebrate Father's Day, we thank you for godly fathers. We thank you, my Father, for those fathers who teach their children the right way, those fathers who are available to care and to protect and provide for their families. Father, I pray for them, I say bless them. May there be more fathers like them. We need more of such fathers even in our world today. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I also pray, I come before you, Lord, praying about the violence that indeed it's mushrooming all over. The violence against our children, against our women. Come against that spirit, that evil force that is making people do bad things on the earth. I say, devil, in the name of Jesus, let God's people free in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Mighty Father, I pray that you preserve our women, you preserve our children, you protect them. You cover them under the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can I also just pray with any of you out there, you are a man and you have listened to this message. And you say, I haven't been a good father. I've been a bad father. Or I've been a bad man. Okay? I've been abusive to my wife. I've been abusing women and children. And maybe you even killed women and children. You need to repent. Okay? Sometimes you do those things not because you want to, but because there's an evil force that is controlling you. So I'm going to pray right now and lead you in prayer to commit your life to Jesus. This is not only confined to those men who are doing evil things. It's, it's, it's for everybody. Because Jesus said, the Lord God himself said, he will never again destroy the world. Okay? Because of sinful men. But the day of judgment is coming. And we shall all stand before that day of judgment. Indeed, to be rewarded according to what we have done in the flesh. And those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have passed from death to life. So follow me with this prayer and commit your life to Jesus. Dear God in heaven, I thank you for your love. I thank you for sending Jesus to come and die for our sins. I know that I'm a sinner. And I want you to forgive me of my sin. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That indeed from today, he will take control of my life. I do not want to yield my life to the devil anymore. 
I want to yield my life to Jesus. Jesus, take charge of my life. I believe that you died and rose again from the dead, and indeed you died for my sins. Heavenly Father, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for welcoming me home. I can call you my Father, even in this Father's Day. Yes, Heavenly Father, you are my Father now. I know that you have forgiven me. Just like that father who forgave the prodigal son, the son who went away and did all the evil things. But when that son came back, the father was excited. I know that there's great joy in heaven because I'm now yielding my life to the Lord Jesus. Take control of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's continue celebrating Father's Day. Enjoy yourselves in Jesus' name. Amen.